Here we are, part two of our comic book movie discussion on fan friction. Yeah, we had to change the name because there was already a fan friction. So I was like, fuck that. We'll just be something else. So it's easier to find. So we are fan friction. We're a bunch of damn freaks anyway. Don't know what the hell they're doing. And uh, it's Rabbit here again. And then we're going to kick it off. So we've kind of decided to just not worry about talking about Snyderverse, DCU, MCU, all the shit, because that's what everyone's talking about. And kind of where our love is like the goofier uh, kind of underdogs or forgotten movies and heroes anyway. And so much shit came out in the 90s that we even talked about. I was like, damn, how do we forget about this? And one is Rabbit. You're going to like kick yourself because there's two. And I watched this one this morning. I saw it on HBO Max, and I was like, "Oh my god, we didn't even discuss this." And I've got to watch it now. Is Steel starred Shaq? <laughs> that that is a movie that I saw in the movie theater. <laughs> my dad took me to see that. I remember everything. I remember the, the I remember the candy I ate. I remember everything about that. That was a seminal moment in my life. I had to steal action figure. And like most 90s action figure, they did not make sense at all with the movie. Like he was in gold armor, which in the movie had like dark kind of like silver or, you know, armor or whatever. But he was in gold, had different weapons. But I have a steel action figure still at, at my parents' house. It was a, I loved it when it came out. I'm watching this morning. I'm like, you know, the worst thing is a Shaq's acting. Like I feel like no one, they just want to put him in there. Kind of like putting Michael Jordan in space jam. They just knew all of us like kid nineties kids were just going to flock to it to watch Shaq in a movie, you know? Oh, and, and we did. Yeah. Twice. Cause you got Kazam as well. And I saw that shit too. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Kazam is the superior movie. It's more fun. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I have a lot of fun with Steel because I was watching this and it was like the main problem there with it is like you can tell like the director or producers or whoever, they were not very serious about it. Like if it had like more like serious, just like the fight scenes and better weapons, like the weapons, they were like those electric high tech, high power things. But when they shot them, it just was like they were getting like hot, like little stronger bottle rockets fired at each other there basically. And they would just flick off uh, Shaq's steel armor and it was just a goofy looking, but one of my favorite thing is uh what's the what's the bad guy's judge uh, from the Breakfast Club? What's his real name? Oh, it was it was Judd Nelson. <laughs> Judd Nelson, yeah. Yeah, Judd Nelson was <laughs> the bad guy. <laughs> he's the bad guy. And uh, there's a scene uh, he's at the park meeting with a little gang leader that works for him, and he gives him a hot dog, and he's like, I don't eat I don't eat that pork mess, and he goes, uh, it's turkey, and he eats hot dog, and then later on in the movie he goes Oh yeah, a slats. Remember that hot dog? It wasn't turkey. And then he shoots him. I was like, "What? <laughs> Such a weird thing to like." That's what you want to be instead of like most movies. Be like, "Hey, it was me that killed your brother." Like, nah, fuck it. We're gonna do this hot dog betrayal thing. It's gonna really work. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm looking at uh, <laughs> still here on Wikipedia, and uh, the budget was sixteen million dollars. The box office. 1.7 million huge bomb <laughs> which means that like my dad taking me and my stepbrothers and my sister to see it that's that's probably a huge chunk of the box office <laughs> right there it just but it had like besides Shaq like Michael Roundtree he's a good solid actor the original Shaft you know he's funny in it Irma P. Hall but 
that's one that probably needs to reboot, maybe into a series, because it's a cool kind of character or storyline. But everybody comes back. <laughs> O'Neill, who's way fatter now. Good Nelson would do it. He's got nothing going on. Yeah, and, and the actress that played with Sparky or whatever in the wheelchair, she'll be. I haven't seen her in anything in a while, or I just don't remember her. That's bad. But anyway, uh, so yeah, Steel was one, and then another one. I just typed up like '90s comic book movies. I was like, "There's a lot we missed." Next thing up, how can I forget about this Spawn? I thought Spawn was it scared the shit out of me, and I loved it at the same time as a kid. I um, when I was a kid, anything satanic really like bothered me. <laughs> I, so I was like really <laughs> off put by Spawn, um, and so. Growing up is is a, a 90s comic book fan, and Spawn was everywhere. And so Spawn has a really cool look. Uh, Tom McFarlane, who created Spawn, like he makes really great action figures to this day. Yeah, McFarlane toys. Yeah, but every Spawn story is the same. Like it's the same story over and over. There's, he does the same stuff. So in that way, he's kind of boring, but he looks awesome. But um, you know, for- I, but also the thing that drives me crazy about Spawn is, and it's part of that n- very '90s uh, trend that no matter how powerful you gave your character super uh, superpower wise, you always loaded him up with guns. <laughs> yes. So it's like <laughs> he's he's like a supposed to be the general of the devil's army and he's got this like <laughs> armor from hell and yet he still has a ton of guns it was just and the it, 90s it's that's yeah, what it's sold the, the movie like, with the x-men like cable like cable's like one of the most powerful psychics in in the marvel universe but he was like loaded down with guns um what I love most about, to this day, about the Spawn movie, it's probably what anyone loves about it. It's just John Luke was almost, you know, cl- that clown character. Like, he was just so, his energy and that little, just fat little round suit and, like, always eating trash and being disgusting. It was it was almost like... <laughs> I'm the like trash a, man. Yeah. <laughs> trash clown. And, like, he was, like, an agent of Satan. Which, yeah. And then and then Martin Sheen, like, what? where the hell was he at to, like, accept that role? Like, was that, like, his midlife crisis or something, like, or post-midlife crisis, I guess? Like, he had dyed his hair black to be the bad guy, and it was just didn't feel right for him at all. You know, I, I, I don't know. Um, and I mean, it, uh, I, I want to say it was it was a an OK, like box office success. I'm really surprised they didn't make another one. Yeah, well, it probably just freaked everyone out there. Like, I don't know. If we, is, are we support to Satan? Are we support this guy? You know? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, but that was the same. Like, so. Um, but the, sap- the time the... they also had that HBO cartoon. It was like the adult cartoon spawn. On HBO, but that only ran for like one season. Uh, I just typed on Amazon. I think it did three. I said well, there was really? three. Yeah, I watched some of it back in the day. I remember it being pretty cool. But then, okay, so anyway, so keep 
Um, so Spawn, and then another one that I know I've heard you talk about. I'm surprised you didn't mention it. Was what about Dark Man? I love Dark Man. Um, you didn't, you didn't saw even Dark Man yeah. when I was way too young. Uh, <laughs> I saw a lot of Sam Remy stuff when I was way too young. Uh, like- that is such a weird, <laughs> such a weird movie. It is, and then it's like. It's like I'm gonna feel like Robocop, like these grown up, grown up, very kind of twisted. Well, not very twisted, but it's, you know, a little bit twisted movies. But man, did they get marketed for fucking kids like crazy? <laughs> you know, there's also another um, very important superhero movie of the '90s that we totally forgot about, and that was Blank Man. I was actually, yeah. So when I was, I was like, how the hell? Because when Black Panther come out, people were like the first black superhero. I was like, no. Blank Man was like. Was, did leader. Blank Man come out first, or did the Meteor Man come out first? Uh, I never saw Meteor Man. I definitely saw Blank Man because I was a huge, just like Damon Wayans fans of the '90s, or Major Pain and everything. But I never saw Meteor Man. But I definitely watched Blank Man several times. I I also uh, what saw was... Blank Man probably way more times than is warranted. For the quality of movie it is, um, but there there was definitely a time in the '90s where I think most of my entertainment came from from Damon Wayans. Oh yeah, I mean you were getting like what Living Color for sure, and that was just what where you had Jim Carrey. When so did he go and do Ace Ventura or The Mask? Because The Mask that's another '90s that's comic a- comic movie there. Uh, I want to say Ace Ventura was first. Okay, I loved the mask as a kid, but you know, I was like, I was like, oh shit, I forget. It's was it a Dark Horse comic? Uh, I believe it was. You know, I love, I love the mask movie to this day. I still think it's one of my favorite, like Jim Carrey movies. Like his energy and everything is that just so. I love it. It's off the walls, buzzing. I used to add it a um halloween costume i used to like run around the house scaring my brother and sister with it and then i think my grandma threw it away eventually <laughs> <laughs> if she hadn't you would have been wearing it today I, i'd be wearing it right now talking inside of it as i'm doing this podcast <laughs> dude i just thought yeah i was like hyper ass little kid and i was like finally a little hyper ass like crazy superhero you know like like and i was like right up my alley and i loved you know smoking and prty because i gotta and just like run around the house doing that till they put me in the corner, put baby in the oh, corner. Crazy is so like the mask was a huge hit in nineteen ninety four, and then they wait almost a decade to make Son of the Mask <laughs> with Jamie Kennedy. Jesus, I never saw it. I knew it was going to be. I've shit. never seen it either, but it's like it was a huge movie. Like the mask was a huge movie. It was. I don't another one like. If it was a comic book, why didn't they act on that? Because, like, the 90s, they were just, like, one and done. They, they, no one was wanting to build a universe. <laughs> you know, reading I'm, – I'm on the internet right now reading. Um, at, at the point that it – like, in 1994, it grossed $351 million on a, like, $20 million budget. That put it as the second most profitable film based on a comic – just behind Superman from from 1978 at that time. Okay. Okay. All right. So mask was 94. Another, now I'm looking at it. Another movie we didn't mention that I love the original for sure. The crow totally different, kind of different end of the spectrum, dark ass superhero, but it was based on a comic book, right? 
Uh, yes, um, it, it was. Yeah, were you a fan of The Crow? Was that a little too dark at the time when it came I, out? So The Crow comic was from the 80s and definitely didn't have uh, that available to me when I was a kid. Um, but but the guy that wrote that, um, like, wrote it to deal with, like, the, the death of his girlfriend who had, was, I think, killed by a drunk driver. Mm. So it's just like him working out his his stuff. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of the Crow. I love that that formula of just like guy comes back to the dead and then just uh, visits revenge upon the gang that 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 murders his uh, that murdered his fiance. Yeah, I watched. I like the first one a lot, and then I watched. I, I want to like- say that I want to say that I ended up seeing Crow City of Angels. The they did sequel. like they did three or four because there's one with a young Christian Dunn, yeah. and I think one's got Tara Reid in it. Yeah, I I know that City of Angels also saw a theatrical release. Uh, I saw that one. I think I, then I saw the original Crow, but then they also had a TV series. It's like, yeah. um, was it Crow? Uh, not Highway to Heaven, something like that. And it was basically just like weekly revenge stories. <laughs> So it was like a new crow every episode. Uh, that I don't remember. Um, I yeah. just remember that being one of those uh, shows that came on like uh, late at night on on like Sunday nights on Fox or something, and it was in syndication. <laughs> I saw so, a lot of stuff that that way. I want to ask you two about two uh, movies now. One, I, I love them both, but I never hear anybody talk about these. Uh, and they both kind of come from the same era of comics, but uh, the, the 30s, but The Shadow and The Phantom. I love The Phantom more than The Shadow, but I still watch both of them. Um, I saw I saw both of those the year they came out. Um, you had The Phantom was Billy Zane, right? Yeah, Billy Zane. It, and then uh, The Shadow was Alec Baldwin. Yes, Alec Baldwin. Uh, you know what? What I remember, the Phantom's costume did not translate well to the big screen. <laughs> the, just the big purple guy, the big, big purples, and it like I commend them for trying to like bring the the uh, a comic accurate costume to that movie, but it did not. It did not look good. I, I, um, love, so I think the I shadow. The shadow was definitely like. I think a better story. Like it creeped me out. They had that knife that was like sentient little knife monster. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who was the, is that the one that has uh, the shadow? His like buddy is the cab driver. It's, yeah. It's, it's Peter Boyle. Well, right? yeah. What's cool about him is that the shadow is basically like this big QAnon conspiracy. Like he has like all these guys that he like saves and then they all become part of his network of like his like cabal of uh, of minions. Yeah, um, and they both. I don't think the same people. Yeah, because I was reading about it before we did this. The Shadow was made by like a different comic comic book company in the '30s, whatever. But uh, Phantom came from the same guy or um, com- company that did like Jungle Jim. Uh, Flash Gordon, the magician, Mandrake, the magician, 
And what the, they were called like what the Defenders of the Galaxy or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they were. That was a cartoon. And Defender. they're all just like those old Pope <laughs> yeah. uh, heroes that no one would ever care about. And I'm sure <laughs> that the only reason they made it was because those characters were probably in like public domain or <laughs> exactly. super cheap. <laughs> yeah, I remember it was Defenders of the Earth or something like that or the Galaxy. And uh, Yeah. But I, I like the Billy Zane Phantom movie because to me it always felt like Indiana Jones could popped up at any moment, a little cameo, like it was right up the Indiana Jones kind of alley, you know? In yeah. Jung- jungle adventures, over the top, fighting Nazis. Catherine Zeta Jones was in there. No, not, well, she, yeah, she's in that. I always get her character in that and Angelina Jolie's character and Sky Captain mixed up because it's like <laughs> feeling the same thing. <laughs> Sky Captain. I was so excited for that movie and my best friend at the time says, this looks so stupid. And then I made him watch it with me, and he gave me shit the whole time. I like Sky Captain. I like the way, you know, I'm always like a noir kind of movies, and it's got that kind of almost steampunk early kind of science fiction kind of feel to it or whatever I am. Mad Doctor on an Island, I love all of it. I just wish they would have maybe it'd been a better series than a movie. You know what I mean? So they could yeah. expo- explore that world more. You know, Sticking with this 90s theme, I think the superhero that that best um, represents the 90s is Nightman from the TV series Nightman. <laughs> it's a short-lived TV series. It, it ran for like two seasons. I don't. I don't even know Nightman. And yeah, so it's it's about this this guy. He's a saxophone player. His name's Johnny Domino. <laughs> What? Yeah, Johnny Domino is like a saxophone player, but then he's also like Nightman, <laughs> and I just remember he has like one like glowing red eye. Oh my like god! Like a monocle, dude. I'm looking at. He looks hor- horrific, man. Because like that glowing red eye. Like I was like, is he a mutant? That would scare the shit out of me if someone came to rescue me looking like that. Oh my god! <laughs> so, yeah, here it is. Looking at the description here, so Johnny Domino is a saxophonist who is struck by lightning while playing inside a cable car. As a result, his brain gains radio-like properties. He's able to pick up certain mental frequencies. He is now attuned to the frequency of evil, which enables him to hear evil thoughts. Hey, he, just sounds, for- he just sounds like a big gaslighter. <laughs> hey, he's in. Uh- He's in San Francisco, though. Hello, uh, you know, you know, you could be, you could be the next uh, Nightman. Yeah, I'm dying to be the next Nightman. <laughs> Damn, that just it looks so bad. I want to watch. I was watching. Oh yeah, also before we did this, I was checking out the um, Captain America 1990 TV movie. I never saw it, and I was like, "Whew!" You know what? For a TV movie. They the like the, at least the makeups and the you know for Red Skull didn't look that bad. It's really hard to mess up the Red Skull. You just give him a big red skull face. It's like the skull is bigger than a head. Yeah, and you just ignore that. Um, but yeah, it totally looked very cheesy. Um, I didn't I didn't like sit there and watch it. I just skipped through it to kind of see get a feel. Do Do you remember Bible Man? Oh wait, that was a. Yeah, like the little lame Christian comic book series, right? Yeah. Wait, did it was it a TV show too? I think it was a whole. I think it, it was a whole cross media empire. It was like a TV series and movies, and 
live action, comic books, and <laughs> probably toys. Yes, it was a TV series. 1995, three-season. Oh, my gosh. He's got a sword. Why does the Bible man have any kind of weapons like that? Doesn't that defeat the purpose well, of Jesus? He's to, <laughs> so, you know, he's and he's, uh, he's, well, got he's the armor of God. He's got the word of God as his power. Like, <laughs> like you just spread the love of Jesus Christ. Now I'll spread it with my sword <laughs> as I spread their blood. <laughs> I'm guessing he's uh, just the Old Testament Bible man, not the New <laughs> yeah. Testament. <laughs> That's what that's what I want to see. Just Old <laughs> Testament ju- judgment being administered. Oh, uh, so are we kicking off the Bible Man reboot? But it's gonna be way darker. It's like Old Testament so Bible the, Man. The Bible Man's villains here were Doctor Decepto, <laughs> Madame Glitz, oh, the Fibber, the Gossip Queen, <laughs> your roommate. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Trent was here right now. <laughs> Gossip Queen. Oh, this shit. Uh, I bet this show is funny as hell to watch Stone. Yeah. Madam Glitz. <laughs> the Fibbler. That's who I'm pa- playing, the Fibbler. We could, I bet we could buy the rights to that. Oh, the wacky protester. <laughs> 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 Oh, uh, why did you break this into my life? I'm just going to be. <laughs> the wacky protester was a goofy blue skinned demon scientist who was formerly Primordius Drool before he got demoted. His abilities include plasma balls. During his final scheme, he created a special portal to another realm to trap Christian students and turn them to atheists. Well, here's the thing if he's a demon. <laughs> If he's a demon, like <laughs> turning them into atheists isn't going to help. Yeah, um, I'm looking at the the back list, this villain list. Like I just, oh, the Weiner brothers, two villains who use a radio station broadcast to make children whine and complain. There's another villain here called Too Cool for School, and it's spelled. T, it's spelled uh, t- uh, two K L. I thought that was school. I was like, too cool. <laughs> it's too cool for school to block the gospel from reaching the youth. Well, Bible man did not defeat that villain in real life because <laughs> you know, this was some nerd's like favorite thing, and he's just like, I can't wait to go home and watch Bible man. <laughs> you were that nerd, totally. <laughs> you know, you were. No, I think we know who it was. Probably Terry, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> now now he's the wacky protester. Yeah. Oh, Terry, if you're listening, we love you. But hey, you should have been here, man. You know, this uh <laughs> the humor our humor is getting a little too too direct. Yeah. Too inside. Uh, um also, I'm surprised you didn't bring up Time Cop. Apparently it's a comic book movie from the nineties. You like to refer reference you know, that a so- lot. So I'm a little salty because I felt like I made a pretty good point the other week when I was talking about Time Cop. So to to reiterate um, to people that weren't privy to this conversation, so a big plot point in Time Cop is that 
you can't meet your past self if you go back in time because uh, the same matter can't occupy the same space. And so in the in the end of the movie, the climax of the movie, Time Cop pushes the bad guy who's like a corrupt senator into his past self. And then he like merges into this like gelatinous, like bulbous tumor <laughs> man and just disappears. Because uh, he breaks the laws of physics. But my point is so every seven to ten years your body regenerates every cell in your body. So essentially every decade you're you're made of completely new material. You've shed all the old cells and your new cells. So you'd be made of different matter than the matter of yourself a decade before. Right? Well, do you really think people in the 90s that were writing this shit are like, they're probably stoners like me. They ain't thinking that in advance like you are. You know, I just want somebody to be like, man, that's a really good point. You're the only person to ever think about that. You're so smart. Well, I've never watched Time Cop, but you're so smart. You've never seen Time Cop? No, no. Right? Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, yeah, besides Street that's Fighter. Like, is this like his... his... <laughs> That's his best movie. Like that's his most profitable movie. That's like his best reviewed movie. Really? And it's not and it's not a good movie. <laughs> He's not a good actor. He's like Steven Seagal. I don't know why people but it has this really great fight scene where uh he's fighting these two guys and one guy has this like one of those tasers that shoots out the, the cords and electrocutes you. <laughs> and uh like he shoots it at John Claude Van Damme, who's like in his underwear, and John Claude Van Damme does the splits, like onto the kitchen counter, and the the cables miss it. They go into the into the counter, and then the guy gets electrocuted because he's standing in the water. I, I don't remember the whole th- the whole thing, but that was like that's pinnacle John Claude Van Damme right there. Well, it sounds like you're just really excited about he was in his underwear and did the splits. Yeah. He has, <laughs> in 1994, when that movie came out, he had a great body. Still, I think, has a good body. You know, I'm like, so I'm looking at this list here, and I'm, I'm moving on because I haven't watched Time Cop, but, you know, I'll, I'll take your word for it that it was good. And I'll I, watch think it. You'll, I think you'll end up watching Time Cop. I'll watch it one day for sure. But a movie I'm looking at that I didn't see until a few years ago, and then when I watched it, like, I had watched it, like, as soon as I finished it, I almost wanted to watch it immediately again. I was a 1990 Dick Tracy movie with Warren I Beatty. I love that movie. And in fact, oh, man, yesterday it's so when good. we were it's talking, so I said that 89's Batman was the first <laughs> superhero movie I remember. No, it was it was Dick Tracy, and I had Dick Tracy toys. Oh, dude, the action figures. obsessed with Dick Tracy. And it's a good, it's a good adaptation, and it's yeah. weird, and... And it's the, grotesque, and it's great, and it it should it should have done a lot better than it did. I mean, I'm looking like when I watched it a few years ago, and I was sitting there like, first off, the cast it just is an amazing cast, like really, like yeah, Warren Beatty, Madonna, Pacino, everybody knows it, but also like Dick Van Dyke is in it. I think a lot of people forget Dick, Dick Van Dyke's like the, the corrupt DA in the uh, Dick Tracy movie. It was such a weird role for Dick Van Dyke. It's great cast. The only 
The only weak point in that whole cast is Madonna, who was yeah. dating Warren Beatty at the time. So it's understandable that he put her in there. Right. Um, I always loved what's his name, Paul Servino's character, Lips Manless. He lo- he always looks so. Oh, the prosthetics were so good to look like how they were. In the They're comics. so grotesque. They just <laughs> it's it's a wonderful movie, and it and people forgotten about it. And it's Dustin Hoffman was mumbles. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's Dick Tracy. It's a uh, yeah. It definitely it doesn't. I, I don't want to reboot that movie, or I mean, we'll maybe reboot it if you could get old Warren Beatty playing like an old Dick Tracy for one more case. I, you know, but it, it would have to be like the color scheme, the costumes, everything. Yeah. Just do. The whole thing, do do a shot for shot remake and don't change anything. Now, I actually want to watch. I want to watch that movie. Perfect now. movie. Yeah. And talking about it right now is maybe. Damn it, I'm already like a million things I wanted to do, and now I just want to watch. Dick and it Tracy. comes. It's it's from that same era as as the Rocketeer, and that Rocketeer's a great adaptation, and it just bombed. I never saw Rocketeer, and you always praise it. And another. Uh, Instagram account that uh, always praises uh, just random things that we like. It was, uh, it was like Rocketeer Week last week, and it was all about that movie. And I was like, "Damn, I gotta watch this movie now." You do, and it's it's held up. I watched it recently, a couple months ago, and it, and it holds up. And you can watch it right now on Disney Plus. Go there now, but we are not sponsored by Disney Plus, so don't we sue us. We would like to be, but I'm pretty yeah. sure we probably <laughs> cussed too much. Yeah, well, Disney's, you know, they're owning everything now. Uh, so another thing, the list, we talked about it yesterday, but not on the podcast, but we were just shooting the shit before we started. Uh, the Judge Dredd. It's a, apparently, you know, it's a comic book movie. Stallone. Yeah, yeah. Tank, did it tank and Demolition Man did better, or do they both tank? I, I don't, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know which one. I'm pretty sure that Judge Dredd did tank, um, Based on the uh, the British comic uh, anthology 2000 AD, which I've actually read quite a bit in my adulthood, um, it, it's it's an over the top movie. It's great cast, not a great movie. <laughs> not a great movie. No, not a great movie. And you know, uh, they did the um, the low budget. Well, I say it's probably a medium budget. Uh, Carl Urban. Fucking phenomenal. Fucking phenomenal. Just lean, good movie. And one of the one of the the cool things about Judge Dredd is in the comic, he never takes off his helmet. Right. And uh they did that in the Carl Urban one, but in in Stallone's he takes off he's never wearing a a fucking helmet. Yeah, he's like it's just the beginning, then it's like uh, it's hey, it's me guys. So I'm looking at it. Bought, it had a budget of eighty five to ninety million and made hundred and thirteen point five million. So Looks like kind they made broke even. Yeah, that's Unless, a lot of money for like the nineties. But Demolition Man. Okay, let's look here. It just gives me the box office. I want. I need the budget too. It made one hundred and fifty nine point one million. I love that movie. And fuck it, I don't care. I don't. Great cast. I know it's not a comic book movie, but uh, I, Demolition Man. It is, dude. I would love a Demolition Man too. Stallone and Snipes could still pull it off. If doesn't that take place in like 2017? <laughs> oh, wait, that can't be right. It said it was uh, its budget was 57 million, and then it made 159.1 million. So 
Yeah, they, I guess it was definitely the more profitable. I mean, it's the period just like Wesley Snipes, bad guy. 2032, that's where it is, 20, so we're on our way. We're almost 10 years away. <laughs> but yeah, Demolition Man, it's like, I guess Judge, hang on, 1993, Judge Dredd came out first, right? Yeah, I'll make sure for, nope, Judge Dredd afterwards. So I guess they were trying, felt because they both feel very the same, same formula. It just feels like Stallone's playing the same character, and that's why I guess so. Demolition Stallone Man. Plays the, so Stallone plays the same character in every movie. <laughs> so that makes sense. Demolition Man came out was a hit. Then they had the Judge Dredd, and they're like, "Let's do go this way." And then Stallone was like, all right, but only if I cannot wear this fucking. Did you remember that sexy <laughs> that sexy pose that Stallone like had when he's like in the in the the bar of soap? They like he's like been frozen. <laughs> And time in, we're just like you just like you just kind of see the outline of his, his butt. You don't see any butt crack or wiener. <laughs> just kind of like his naked torso. Yeah. His name was John Spartan in that, and John Wesley Snipes was Simon Phoenix. It's like names that don't exist outside of an action movie. Uh, you know, in my favorite part of that movie, um, I love when they're like in that history of guns museum and they're just going through all these different types of weapons shooting at each other. Oh, I love it. Like they do like cannons, Gatlins, and then they get to like the laser guns. And then Wesley Snipes' energy was just like, it's just, it was so high in that movie. Like I, just, I'm pretty sure like, so nobody has sex in that movie. They just have VR sex. And I'm pretty sure it's because of something called super AIDS. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Looking at this list again, after Judge Dredd, also they've got listed, and we talked about this uh, yesterday when we were shooting the shit. Was Tank Girl as well? I've only seen it once, but you know its wackiness speaks to my my wackiness. I do appreciate Tank Girl, but was was it well received or did people hate it when it came out? I I'm pretty sure it bombed. Let's see, uh, box office six million on a twenty five million dollar budget. Yo, man, Ice T is them like weird, like kangaroo or what were they like wallaby things? Those, that's my favorite part. Uh, my favorite part was Malcolm McDowell. Oh, and he had Iggy Pop was Rat Face. He's got a name we watched, Lori Petty, Malcolm McDowell, Iggy Pop's in it, like. I need to rewatch this movie for sure. This and Dick Tracy. Sounds like a good day to me right there. What do you think? I think so. Did you watch Blade 2 last night after I told you it was on HBO Max? Uh, no, I did not. Um, but I might tonight. You know what? I might actually watch The Rocketeer since you praise it so damn much and just get that out of the way finally. I think you'll love it. So, and then, okay, so I guess like this list here. Well, then they get here in 1999 on the list, something that, you know, I've been dying to talk about all this. My favorite number one comic book movie ever made, fucking Mystery Man. I love this movie so, 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 so much. I saw it in theaters. My dad took me. Uh, I got the soundtrack from Walmart. I ordered the action figures off either on eBay or online when they came out. I had just had the shoveler. 
and Blue Raja. I could only get two. I remember mom saying, so I got those two. So you got the sh- shoveler and Blue Raja, Raja. the floor, floor flinger. But me, I always like my action figures to like have everything, like their weapons and stuff detachable, and I can mo- and I could move them around as I wanted. So Blue Raja, he came with like forks already like between his fingers, and I just pulled every single one of those out. <laughs> just so funny. This might be worth something now. They're so like that's so obscure. So like I, I know a lot of people aren't gonna know this movie. So it's a 1999 movie. Great well, cast. You have um, if was it Hank Azaria was the Blue Raja. You had Janine Garofalo as the bowler. Is the bowler who I think is like really great character. She has a a a crystal bowling ball that has her father's. <laughs> skull in it so that's a really cool concept you know, william h macy is the shoveler paul rubens is the spleen and then uh early ben stiller is uh mr furious and then don't sleep on i mean you had fuck, jeffrey rush plays the band yeah, uh, Cas- yeah, yeah. casanova frankenstein. frankenstein it's great names and he, his, his car in it. greg Kinnear Tom has, like, is in it eddie izzard's in it Artie Lang is in it. It's there's a huge cast, but Greg and Kinnear it, is like that Captain America character, but he's also like corporate Captain. Yeah, America. yeah, he's got the <laughs> he's got the the sponsors. The the this movie's only crime is being made too early. Like it was making fun of things that didn't exist yet. Yeah, exactly. you know. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, because I've rewatched it several times. We've watched it several times this year because it's been on my mind. Because it was on Netflix, like a, maybe two or three months ago, it was on Netflix. And I, even like an article came out like this Ben Stiller superhero movies uh, popping on Netflix and people uh, kind of like got rehyped. I would love if someone would make a series because like just bring up the cast and there's so many more characters from the comic books. They could add to the, the array of cast that are just funny, wacky ass characters there. And it's just it speaks to my weird soul so yeah. much. And one of like you know another thing that we I was talking about this, like there was just so many things going on in that movie, like other cameos that didn't make like Ricky Jay, who is a famous musician. I mean not music magician and um, comedian, kind of a com- comic magician and sleight of hand like genius. He has one scene randomly in that movie as Captain Amazing's agent. Do you remember yeah. that? Like right in the beginning, I was like, what's Ricky Jay doing in here? And then when you watch the scene at Casanova Frankenstein's house with all of his gangs, one of the gang leaders is the frat boys and it's fucking Michael Bay is the leader of the frat boys. Like why was the bad boys director? Why did he want to just have this weird cameo? Yeah. And no, I lo- well, <laughs> you know, another like uh, another like background character I, i'm pretty sure it's played by CeeLo green it is yeah <laughs> it's crazy and you know uh this movie is one of the the very rare uh pieces of media that kel mitchell did outside of anything with keenan yeah oh, dude, that was that was the like as a nickelodeon's kid when I saw, like, he was, that's probably what got me drawn is, like, Kel Mitchell is in a movie, because I loved all that, Good Burger, Keenan and Kel, yeah. and then, not only did he, was he in the movie, because I had the soundtrack, he had, they, he did his own little rap song for the, I can't remember what the hell it was called now, or maybe it was, like, Mystery Man Coming, I can't now, but it was something like, Nod- or was it the, that's the, uh, Will Smith Black's 
Men in Black song, Naja. <laughs> yeah, but he did a song because remember, like Will, that was Will Smith's kind of gimmick, you know. If it, he was in a movie, oh, oh, I was, he made a rap song, and uh, I would buy that soundtrack for that rap song, and I would play it to death. Uh, not gonna lie, I, I I will still get down to Wild Wild West. Someone plays Get Jiggy with the Wild Wild West, I'm gonna be on the dance floor. Like, oh. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Kel Mitchell, they did a music video. It was like, stay tuned after the credits for the music, Mystery Men music video. It was a, it was a big deal. I think that was, they were like, hey, we can probably get these 90 kids or the Nickelodeon kids and watch it if we get this kid. That's definitely why they put him in there. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they did everything right. They totally, and then like, his powers, like, I can turn invisible but only when no one's watching me. Yeah. And they're like, well, how do you know you turn invisible? I was like, well, when you turn invisible, you can feel it. You know, it's like <laughs> a, a lot of them have really shallow gimmicks, but there were so many just sad, pathetic superheroes that you could have a lot of fun with them. You know, nobody's gimmick got you yeah, tiring. And uh, yeah, the spleen, super fart powers. I mean, that, well, it's played by Paul Rubens. And I love at a time when Paul Rubens wasn't doing a lot. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of like he was like, "Hey guys," and I, I still love Paul Rubens. I, I, do, I, do I, too. I don't I give do a too. shit. He got caught jerking off in a porno theater. They were all jerking off. He, they just put the lot on him because he was a celebrity. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, that's but, a podcast for another time. <laughs> yeah, but Pee Wee Herman and Ernest P. World were like my favorite characters, like movies, specials, whatever to watch. So when he popped up in the movie. I already had Kale. Then it gave me Pee Wee. I was just like fucking head over heels in love with that movie the first time I saw it. And then privately, I guess, was the movie that introduced me to Tom Waits. I mean, I wouldn't know about his music till years down the road, but that's definitely the first time I saw Tom Waits because he plays Dr. Heller, who makes non... Tom Waits Waits has a crazy movie career. I think my first introduction to him was Renfro (laughs) in freaking Bram Stoker's Dracula. (laughs) And he's so good in it. It's great. I, I recently watched that. And I was like, I think the only thing I like about this movie is Tom Waits is a red front. It's definitely not the casting of Keanu Reeves in that. Keanu movie. Reeves and his, his, his amazing British accent. <laughs> I don't think we should do that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's another podcast for another day. <laughs> but yeah, so, and you know, I had this recent, like, serious love with Mystery Man because I've been reading the comics that they spin, well, they were spun off from Flaming Carrots. That's where they first appeared was in the Flaming Carrot comics, and they had their own little series from Bob Bird, and I've been reading those because, and even r- trying to write my own Mystery Man fan fiction because I just, I just, I think these characters in this world, they're so damn good. Like, this is a lot to be played with here, and no one is playing or doing anything with it. It's driving me crazy. Like, you know, the 90s was a great, so the 90s almost killed the the comic book industry. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever heard the the famous story about the death of Superman. They did the big comic event the death of superman i've heard about it yeah yeah and they did uh all these uh like different covers for it and i mean people spent their savings buying copies after copies they were buying them like they were going to be bonds like they were going to be worth something because in the 90s you know you're finally comic book collecting was becoming a legitimate hobby you know and people were making a lot of money on these comic books from the golden and silver age, but 
it wasn't because you know of the of the the characters and it was because they were super rare because nobody saved comic books in the 40s and 50s right you know so it, it almost killed the industry but you also had a lot of really great parodies of the comic book industry come out you had flaming carrot you had madman you had the tick you know it was a really great series it was and I think it was because the comic book industry at that time was very mature. Like there was a lot to make fun of, you know, and now all, all that, all those comic book characters have transcended in onto television and movies. And I think what we're starting to see now is more like parodies and like that deconstructionist look at uh, superheroes. You know, in the last couple of years, we've had the boys come out the boys is pretty much doing what mystery men did, but just like way bloodier. Yeah. Way bloodier. But I mean, the you boys know. was its own comic book series. Like It was its own comic yeah, book series. It started at what I believe I read this. I mean, I remember nothing, but, uh, it was a, what DC vertigo, vertigo, right. And then it's, they got a, they ended it or kicked I it out there. I don't think it's a vertigo. I think it was an image. Is that, is that, is that under DC? Yeah. No, no image. Isn't. Okay. Uh, because it, I don't think it was a Vertigo. Because um, a lot of the Vertigo stuff exists in the in in the the normal DC universe. It's just more mature. Right. And so that did we talk about lo- the losers? Because I know we talked about it on the phone. The, the losers was a Vertigo. Right. Did we talk about that yesterday on the f- part one? I can't remember if we did or not. I know we talked about it. We did. We talked f- about the losers movie. Yeah. So and then that and that red movie with Bruce Willis and John Malkovich, that's a Vertigo series too, then right? Is it or is it image? Hell, I don't know. Okay, now we're just being like I feel like this is shit we should have looked up. People are like, what are these guys even doing? Or is it or is it Dark Horse? <laughs> uh yeah, 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 yeah. Hell, I don't know. Now we're sound like total hacks now, which we are. We were so. <laughs> we were always gonna sound like hacks. <laughs> Um, but yes, dude, the boys is fucking amazing. You know, I have so much love for it because it is my second favorite superhero show right now of all time. My number one is, as you know, Doom Patrol, which Doom Patrol gives me more of what I yeah that, I that came that came out of the nineties, and that was that was Vertigo. There was just it was the nineties was a great time for deconstructing the superhero mythos, uh, and. And then everything has been built back up, and we're—I think—we're about to be in that deconstructionist cycle again, where we're going to see a lot more uh, parodies um, of exactly you know, like what like Mystery Men was making fun of, you know, the comics that like the the, the they, were, they were making fun of when their comic came out, but at the time they were that there were no movies. That as good as like the MCU for mystery men to be mocking. So like, you know, that's why it's so it was ahead of its time. If you could just re-release it right now in theaters, maybe it could gain enough, you know, hype and we could get like a one more mystery men's movie sequel. Who knows what the hell else? I think Macy and Zaria girl off, you know, I think they'd be signed up for it. Right. Yeah. They've all aged very well, dude. Yeah. Ben F. I mean, uh, yeah. Ben um, Stiller could definitely still fucking play Mr. Furious. Yeah, he's barely aged at all. And he's in, like, good shape. All right. 
Have we, have we petered were, out? The, no, the, the first I was reading about the boys, they were published by Wildstorm. Ah, Wildstorm. Okay. And then it was picked up by Dynamite Entertainment. Okay. So never it was never for Image or DC. Okay, sorry. Whoops. I lied. Anywho, um, shit. So, I mean, I guess if we're not talking about the MCU and the Snyderverse, we hit all of our favorite. Well, what's your favorite? You still have it. Mine's Mystery Men. What do you have a favorite comic movie or even a favorite of the 90s? We didn't I, talk- I honestly, I, I don't know. I, I can't think of one that it's just like, um, I, I love them. I love all of them so much. You know, there's two. One that is a comic book. Well, I guess it was a TV show and then a movie. And then they did several movies, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And that's one of my favorite fucking franchises ever. Like maybe more than Star Wars or anything. I love the Ninja Turtles so much. But technically that's comic book movies, right? And those yeah, Secret, yeah, that's, of, that's Se- Secret of the U- Ooze, man. Like I feel like it's almost like the Empire for the franchise. Like that's the best one. Yeah. And then it also made an entire generation like obsessed with Ooze. <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> like when you say ooze you say ooze to any millennial they're just like they just that's a certain idea a certain viscosity you know ooze it's a nickelodeon slime yeah if i touch yeah. it if i touch it i'm gonna get powers or i'm gonna become an animal person <laughs> something good's gonna happen yeah oh yeah dude i told you i watched uh power rangers yesterday i guess it was power rangers a comic or they were just a, like a no no so TV power show. rangers power rangers was a Japanese show that was completely different from Power Rangers. And so uh, the the footage, like the fight footage, is shipped over to the U.S. And these, like, uh, U.S. producers take some American actors, they do their American acting scenes, and then they just splice in this pre-existing fight footage from the show and that was Power Rangers. It probably cost them five bucks to make. <laughs> Fucking a, dude. I mean, yeah, I can't rewatch the episodes, but I did. I can rewatch the first movie. It's, I mean, the worst part about the Power Ranger movies, me and Trent were watching last night, is at the end the big like ninety CGI fight. Yeah, scenes. there's no the, texture. There's ooh, no texture oh, to the God. CGI. It's just like no. smooth. <laughs> They're like. They almost just look like like the little Windows logo bounce around the computer screen. It's like almost that damn bad. Like that's like mm. not very 3D. It was horrible. Everything else is just fun to watch and laugh at. Because I was like telling Trent, I was like, don't you feel like they downgraded? Like they had fucking dinosaurs and then they all went to animals. Like to me, the dinosaurs are the stronger than the animals, right? You know, I... I don't know. They definitely upgraded with the greatest villain that's ever graced the big screen, and that's Ivan Ooze. <laughs> For sure. Oh, dude. What? He was played by uh, the, the actor that played Belloc in the Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, so he can play a creepy bad guy. That's what actually, it's in the same universe. That's what happened to him <laughs> when he opened <laughs> the ark. <laughs> That's that makes so much sense. <laughs> he just they turns into Ivan Ooze. Yeah. And then, a lot of things like me and Trip watch it and we're like, you know, Power Rangers, even the movie, like it's almost like 
perfect for just like just like so many gay icons in it. Like if you look at it, like Rita Repulsa is just a great drag character, and Ivan yeah. Ooze's big gown and everything. Like there was just like it's so like I would love to see a drag Goldar. Goldar. <laughs> I love me some Goldar. I would love a, like a drag show of uh, the Power Rangers movies. I think it would be probably just so fucking phenomenal. <laughs> But yeah, I guess the shit balls. I don't know. I think we've tapped on everything. Are we almost there? We're almost done. Are we? Are we just? <laughs> we're just running. There's no running down the clock. No says we have to. We have to reach an hour. Well, no. But I do think yeah. that we definitely. Um, I think covered pretty much all ninety cinema that that's worth talking about. Well, comic book related. No, I, that that's all. Like, forget. <laughs> Forget Heat, Shawshank, all that Shawshank shit. Redemption, The Matrix, forget all of that. Just I don't know. All the movies. Well, that's kind of blasphemy, sir, because we definitely didn't, because we didn't talk about Waterworld, and that's the one of the crown that's, gems. We'd have to tell that, that, that would have to be its its own uh, its own podcast. Waterworld, man, you know. But then you would have to, like, I could I could talk for two hours about Kevin Costner. I could, yeah, I, I like his earlier. What's your stuff. favorite Kevin Costner movie? Oh, damn, you asked me on the spot like that. Uh, it's Mine's either easy. The Postman. Shut the fuck up. No one likes The Postman. I love The Postman. <laughs> that movie takes two weeks to watch. I know. I love it. It starts out, he's a Shakespearean actor with his donkey, and he's going from like town to town doing Shakespeare for food. And then he gets conscripted into this dude's army. And then he escapes, and then he's a postman for a while, and then he gets stuck in that cabin with that chick, and that's like two hours. And then he comes back, and uh, then he's a revolutionary hero. It's 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 a great movie. Oh man, I've I've got it. I think on DVD. I don't know if I have it out here with me, but I definitely. I love it so. I love it so much that. And I, this is, this is real. I own a first edition of the book that it's based on. I'm sure the book's a million times better. That's always the case. Yeah. Cause completely different. <laughs> way, way, le- way less Shakespeare donkey. <laughs> That's probably your favorite thing about the damn movie is the Shakespeare donkey. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure Kevin Costner came in, read the script. because got one complaint. Not enough Shakespeare donkey, and they're like, <laughs> "What Shakespeare donkey?" And he's like, "I'm about to blow your mind." Yeah, honestly, Waterworld. My favorite Costner movie could be Waterworld because it gives me a lot of. I love that old feeble dude. Where's like his the oil gills <laughs> in Waterworld? His gills are like on his love handles, right? No, it's behind his ears. Is it? <laughs> yeah, but no. Look, you remember in Waterworld, the old feeble guy, like the oil tank, oh, yeah. and did did his hopper spits on him. <laughs> Yeah, no, that honestly, that guy has the greatest death that's ever been filmed when that flare is falling down into the oil and he just sees it. He goes, Oh, thank God. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's, it's just a great scene. Yeah. But I do love me some Costner and um, Silverado. That's a good one. Silverado. I mean, I mean, it's it with with Costner. You're either going to get baseball or you're going to get cowboy. Baseball or cowboy. He's got he's got he's got two modes. He's got baseball or he's got cowboy. Well, you know, he tried to do the hard ass badass things with uh, 
in the late 2000s there, the 2010s, what was that, Three Days to Kill kind of thing? He was like some assassin guy that had been drugged, with, and he was going to kill him in three days if he didn't deliver the mission. And he was like, you know, he tried to do like a his little action thing, but it, it bombed. Yeah, I know, because he wasn't a cowboy and he wasn't a baseball player. <laughs> what if he played a movie as a cowboy that starts a baseball team? He would win every Oscar. They would invent it, Oscars <laughs> for him. And, like, and he still like ran the bases with a six They shooter. would actually <laughs> shut down. Every studio would shut down. They'd be like, the pinnacle has been reached. There's no point making any more movies. Or you know. he's a baseball player, but they build a rail train through his baseball field, and he has to seek revenge. That's what he does. You know, or he's uh, he's a cowboy, and he invents baseball with his Shakespeare donkey. <laughs> um, you know what? Think of the Open Range is a really good fucking movie, though. Him, Robert Duvall, Annette Bening. That's, that was a good. I don't know if it won Oscars. Jeffrey, not Jeffrey Rush. Um, Michael Gambon's in that as well. Open Range was damn good. Did you watch that one? Was he a cowboy? Yes. Yeah, that's why it's good. <laughs> you're just proving my point. Well, what about? So you're saying the bodyguard is not good because he's neither in that. You know that the bodyguard <laughs> is less a Kevin Costner movie and more a vehicle. For Whitney Houston singing, I will always love you. <laughs> I never even watched the movie, but that's all I know about is that stupid song is from it. I'm a Dolly Parton fan, so I don't respect yeah. that version. I only want the Dolly version of that song. But anyway, you know what? We can uh, we can end this conversation because we talked about um, what were you talking? There was something movie you talked about that made me think about Clone Oh Time Cop. You know what movie's really weird in the way the Rick and Morty latest episode and talk cloning and decoys and all this? The Sixth Day. Did you ever watch The Sixth Day? Yes. Or- <laughs> yes. With Arnold. Arnold and And Robin they really Dur- they missed an opportunity. They could have made it more like multiplicity. <laughs> and I would have loved that. <laughs> if it had been if Sixth Day had been made like Five years. That earlier, was a when... weird time in Arnold's career because he like did that and Collateral and um, End of Days were all like kind of sandwiched together. Yeah, and then but that no, one, the third, the third Terminator's in there too. What about what if he had done you know done the six like you said the sixth day like in the nineties when he was doing the comedies like the you know Junior and Kindergarten Cop it would have been a multiplicity probably type type. What deal. it would it would have been is it would have been like it would have been like three Arnold clones and Arnold and then they like make a fourth clone and the fourth clone comes out as Danny DeVito. <laughs> That's what that movie would have been. It would have been amazing. Talk about you know what a movie. That gives you everything you want, multiplicity. Like, you know, who doesn't love Michael Keaton? Boom, you're getting four different versions of Michael Keaton. Yeah. And it was great. You got regular, you got you got vanilla Michael Keaton, you got like toxically masculine butch Michael Keaton, you got gay Michael Keaton, and then you got Down syndrome Michael Keaton. <laughs> I don't think you could actually do that today. No, yeah, he was that was when I watched it, I'm like, I don't think you can do that third one anymore in the movies. Cause, and um, the, the 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 messed up thing is that they all have sex with his wife. <laughs> even even the slow one. Yeah, no, he's like I thought And she I, doesn't know, and she doesn't know, she doesn't know that she had sex with three other different different men. 
wait a minute. And thought, he doesn't thought... tell her. She That movie ends, and I'm pretty sure she doesn't know that there was one night where she just slept with where the clones just ran the train on her. No, she just slept. And he was, like, way less. He was not. He should have been way more mad. Dude, I, I think she only just slept with the slow one because that was the big joke. He was like, Who no, slept? no, I feel like she like, I feel like she had sex with all of them because she kept commenting. It's like, it was like, oh, you know, you were really like, you're really like aggressive. And then you were like sweet and caring. And then, <laughs> then you were like a child. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I remember this. Man, you know, that just goes, have you watched Black Monday on Showtime yet? Oh, no, I have not seen that. You've got to watch that show. That's what you need to start. You and your girlfriend tonight, you'll love it. But one of their favorite things in that show to do is show up all the fucked upness of like that pop culture and eighties stuff. Uh, like, yeah. like just kind of like, and so I feel like you're just like, oh, you know what? Now look at a multiplicity. Maybe it wasn't that good of a movie, <laughs> or like that. Okay, you know, the wife was basically uh, getting molested secretly by his clones and didn't know it. <laughs> Yeah, and then like, and and it ends, and they the clones go off, and then he just has a happy marriage after that. Apparently, <laughs> like, then what's the moral of the story? Yeah, you're right. Well, they didn't really worry about morals of the story in the '90s. You know what I mean? It was just like, let's just do it for fun. I mean, what's the moral of the story of America? American Tell Five Goes West. Besides um, the- that one. It's the, the crazy eye. <laughs> that if you just, you know, just smoke a little bit of crack enough to do the crazy eye, you can get out of any fight. Yeah, I still remember that. I still remember, <laughs> like, everything about the animation of that. I hadn't seen that movie in 30 years. I love, is that uh, Don Bluth? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's amazing. Anything animated with that guy's name attached to it is always amazing. And... I finally watched like what the, his last big one he did, not Titan A and E, the other one. We were talking about the other day. Damn it, Don, Don Blues. I'm pretty sure Titan A was like this. Honestly, we're, we've gone into 62 minutes here. Yeah, Don Blues, and I will talk at length about Don Blues. Uh, you know what? Those uh, are my uh, favorite. Those are my favorite movies. As a kid, they were they're super dark. They're super depressing. I love them. They had a huge impact on my life and the person I am today. Maybe and he was the only one. He was the only one doing that. That's how you know, know outside of Disney at that time. The next thing that's where because I want to see if I can get my buddy Tim or someone else that really knows eighties and nineties cartoons like we do. Well, that'd be good because I'm dying to talk do like just some straight up cartoon talk for one of these. That could be the next one. Yeah. All right. All I'm right. Ready. I'm ready. Well, folks, this is part two. We still did an hour, but hopefully you enjoy this one a little bit more. And we'll see you next time. Don't disparage. <laughs> First of all, I just, I, I just told I you, mean, I felt yeah, like. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, you say audience, we know it's, it's just your mom is going <laughs> to listen to this. No, it's just, it's just like my rando friends at work that are just want to use it to mock me. But, you know, that's okay. <laughs> at least someone's listening. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we'll do this again. Who knows when. Hopefully weekly.